Welcome to the Virtually Analog Podcast, where we explore board game arena and the ever-blurring line between board and video games. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Shay, and I love video games. How's it going, Shay? How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm just peachy. How are you? Yeah, you 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 uh, in, enjoying your week? Yeah, yeah. I finished my uh, finished my basement in uh, Lakeview Manor in Skyrim. So, oh, nice. Playing. It's been a good time. Playing some more Skyrim. That's huh? that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I I haven't quite finished it. I have to find some of the um, those amulets for the shrines that you can put in the basement. Sure. But. Otherwise, I finished it. How many um, How many years have you been playing Skyrim now? Whew, uh, how old is the game? <laughs> it's very old. <laughs> no, uh, I think it's... I, I think I have been playing it for 10 years. That's um, wild. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and eagerly awaiting Elder Scrolls Six for just as long. Yeah. So... I, I told you about the Skyrim board game that's coming, right? Yeah, you don't you don't you don't sound very excited. <laughs> no, well, I know it's going to be ninety five dollars and not very yeah. good. So. Oh, that's uh, that's like just base game, like with, <laughs> right, no, yeah. with nothing else. It'll be a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll just be the the Draugr pack of cards. <laughs> Forget about dragons. Yeah, it will be expensive, but it will be done by uh, Chip Theory Game who they make one of my favorite games. Definitely the game that I've spent the most amount of money on, which is Too Many Bones. Shay, I think I've sent you pictures. No, I don't think I sent you pictures of my No, you haven't. Stuff. No, I've, I I've said I was going to game. after I sent you pictures of all my Gloomhaven stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I found I found speaking of Gloomhaven, I was um browsing board games cuz I was looking for It's a Wonderful World um at my local bookstore, I guess. <laughs> uh it was we're a Barnes. We're not going to give them any Barnes free Noble. ads. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, uh, I saw a, a Jaws of the Lion oh, in nice. there. Not, not the base game wildly, but, uh, yeah. Jaws of the Lion. Well, yeah, there. Jaws of the Lion is specifically meant to be like retail friendly. Um, oh, I, I think see. it was a okay. Target exclusive when it first came out. Gross. And, and, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we won't get into that, but, um, but yeah, I think that, um, there you're definitely going to see that more often in like retail stores but um i actually i don't know i i, I might have told you this already but i was trying to convince kelsey to buy that for you for christmas one year and kelsey was <laughs> I like i do remember that yeah. kelsey was like shay would never play this in like in real life. <laughs> well so see the problem like, is is that fair. i would love to play it except um I, it's like D and D groups, right? Yeah. I'd need to get five people who would be willing to play it, right, multiple times yes. for that, that to be is a worthwhile investment. So hard to do with Gloomhaven. I had a group, right, that that we would get together before the pandemic. Um, four guys, really good friends of mine, still to this day. Uh, two of them, we actually do a root RPG um, thing, but um, we had a we played about halfway through Gloomhaven and then the pandemic hit and we had to stop so i don't know what the wow. heck to do with my physical copy of Gloomhaven anymore <laughs> especially since Frosthaven is like people are starting to get their Frosthaven kickstarters um oh boy which is wild i can't imagine i i don't know i'm i might buy it but i don't know i don't have room for it i don't know <laughs> getting someone to actually play like if they announce that they're working on the digital version of Frosthaven, then I'm definitely not going to buy it, which is really sad because it's like 
that's the argument that like physical pub like game board game publishers make to like not make digital versions because it's like well now we're gonna lose sales on the physical versions right right um, but that's the argument that i use on just about every single board game that we play <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but you know i think that in the case of board game arena like I was shocked to hear that you were were looking for It's a Wonderful World. Like there, the, I, I think that's awesome that you really wanted to actually buy the physical version of that game. Oh, um, no. Did I say that on the podcast? <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, that just goes to show that, like, putting your games on Board Game Arena it, 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 and, you know, Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia, like, there's an argument to be made that like it's just good publicity for your game right Um, yeah but speaking of bad publicity for your game (laughs) today we are going to be well we're going to be talking about a very very good game but first we have to talk about a game we did not enjoy as much (laughs) Um, the first game we're going to talk about is a game called steamworks um it is let's where do we want to start with Steamworks? I, I guess I'll read the, the little intro they have on Board Game Arena. Um, a quite magnificent game of gears and ingenuity. These are not my words. I'm going to stop you right these, there. These yeah. are not my words. These are what is printed on Board Game Arena. Um, As a fellow inventor, you will scramble your mechanics to create useful devices for Her Majesty Queen Victoria. You will gain prestige for constructing devices when other players use your devices, and when activating certain components, such as the patriotic haiku generator. Okay, I didn't get that at all. Anyway. That, I don't think that one came out in our game at okay. all. Uh, well, maybe that's why we didn't <laughs> like it. The player with the most prestige at the end of the game is appointed official inventor for Her Majesty. Uh, Steamworks is for two to five players. It takes 99 minutes to play, it says on here. Um, that's yeah yeah sure and a complexity (laughs) rating of four out of five which is you know for all the things we'll say about this game this is the most complex of anyone we've played so far at least according to board game arena um it was also released in 2015 so it's a seven-year-old game steamworks is designed by alex churchill and published by tasty minstrel games and it was developed for board game arena by (laughs) Shadowfire. With a PH. With a PH. Uh, it's also like spelled like liar too, but but instead of an L. It's oh a yeah, PH. I did, yeah. That Didn't you? Is... Did not even occur to me. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool <laughs> username. Um, yeah. So before we start bashing this game, we should say that I'd like to say at the top that this this might be a good game. It might be okay. <laughs> like I watched a few other reviews to see if like we were just missing something. Uh, and most reviews are pretty positive on this game. So uh, if you really like complicated games, you know, take our review on it with a big grain of salt. One of the reviews literally said, like, don't just go playing this game without, you know, learning all the rules. You're not going to have a good time. And that's pretty much what we did. <laughs> we we both like we I very kind of quickly read through the rule books and like I felt like I got a good like you know, a good understanding of everything that was going on. Um, Shay, I sent you a video right, on and, how to and play. And I was sent a video of the rules and didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but that being said, I feel like it probably clicked about like halfway through the game. There were still a few things by the end of the game. I'm like, oh, if I would have known that, maybe this game would have gone differently. Um, but I think more than not, it's a uh, fault on the, um, and this is spoiling my cons, but it's really a fault of like uh, the graphic design and the UI choices um, on the game itself. Like a lot of the icons are really hard to tell what the heck they mean. Um, and it's, it could definitely, if this game was ever reprinted, not that I think it needs a reprint, but if it was, I think you could take some of the cool mechanics of this game and put it into a better, um, not necessarily a better theme. I think the theme is fine, but just like clean up the graphic design and the elements on it and like make it so that the icons, you can actually tell what they are mean and what they're supposed to do and like what your goal is um and i think that uh you know everybody gets a player board and the all the icons on the player boards don't really help you all that much and it's like (laughs) i feel like there was a lot of potential for like i need a player board to kind of spell out everything for me like that's what i love about playing yeah, like in root, root. Yeah, yeah exactly it's like yeah <laughs> you basically just read what it says you do it and then that's <laughs> it you know like there's a lot of other stuff too but um yeah i think that that all being said i think that it's a pretty interesting worker placement game that is also kind of like an engine builder hid in it but every the thing that makes it unique from other engine builders is that everybody else can use engines that you build um which is kind of cool i've never seen any other uh mechanic like that in any other game usually in engine builders everything you're doing is just for your own engine there probably is more games that do that and probably do it better um but that's like that's kind of an interesting thing um if that sounds like an interesting concept to you, I would recommend checking this game out, even though we're going to talk about a lot of bad stuff that we didn't like about it. Um, you hey, know. Real, real quick before yeah. we before we jump into the bad things that we didn't like about this game. Yeah. Um, did you had did you have any idea that you were trying to be the head mechanic for Queen Victoria? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, put these cards together. <laughs> And that scores me a point. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That actually, um, well, do you want to talk about your pro before I move on to what I did not like about this game? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, the players, like the player characters uh, look really, really cool. The game has a really like detailed steampunk aesthetic to it. Um, and I love me a steampunk aesthetic. So I'll give any game with a steampunk theme uh, some extra points. Well, that's good to know about you. I'll have to make sh- see if I can figure out other uh, steampunky th- themed games. But. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very similar to like alternate alternate history, which I think is a very fun genre. Yeah, as well. Um, I just think that there's a lot more like creativity in it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Um... I think you're right. I think the theme is, like I said, this game doesn't necessarily need like a reprint with a new theme. I think a lot of the right. artwork is pretty enjoyable. Um, and the theme is kind of cool. If not, you know, it just does, like you mentioned, kind of gets lost in like the mechanics of the game. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like I just, to, yeah, to get into my cons, um, 
the idea of like adding components to your contraptions that goes directly against the goal of the game, which is to build as many contraptions as possible. So it's like, you know, for especially for newer players like us, the like it's like, oh, I get a point every time I build a contraption, so I'm just going to be doing that every turn. Um, but the the problem is is that especially in a two player game, it ends up costing money to take more actions. So if you don't have a few contraptions that gives you multiple actions, especially actions that generate you money, um, right. you become really stuck really quickly, and like having very short turns um i didn't like the fact that like those two mechanics kind of bump against each other it creates a tension that's like it's not as fun in my eyes it's like your your mechanics should work together not be in contrast with each other right right um yeah like i already said the iconography is very very bad uh, the graphic design of where the components should line up. So that's something we haven't really talked a whole lot about how this game works. I don't know if we're going to get super deep into it. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it, mostly just because we didn't really understand it that well until like the end of the game. But like in order to make contraptions, you have to have one like basic supply piece, which is like one of three of these. Um, I don't like one's like electrical. One is steam and one is, do you remember? Clockwork. Clockwork. Yeah. And those have these little connectors on each side on different like parts of the side. And those have to line up with the parts that you're trying to make, which is kind of a neat little puzzle. But it's so hard to tell what lines up, especially on Board Game Arena. Maybe it's not as hard in real life, but on Board Game Arena, it's like I thought for sure that a part would match up with a thing and like. Graphically, it looks like they're pretty much aligned. And then when you try to hit confirm to build your contraption, they're like, this is invalid. And you're like, what the heck? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's kind of frustrating. Um, But, yeah, like I mentioned, it doesn't really play well at two. There's this weird thing where, like I said, you need coins in order to take more actions. Apparently, the coins thing is not a thing at all in non-two-player games which is yeah. bizarre to me. I don't understand how that works then. Like what what resource do you use to pay to take more actions? I don't know. Or maybe you don't need to because you have more people fighting over contraptions and stuff. I'm not sure, but um I think the other thing is the game is just way too long for what it is. <laughs> um it was impossible to tell like when an age was ending and like I think we played was it 4 or 5 ages? 3 it's only three. three. It felt like five yeah. ages. Well, so the the first one, the first one is twice as long as oh my gosh, the other two. Yeah. For I and and I just don't I just don't understand. Like there was like a logical point in both of our hands where we just didn't have the materials to like level up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hmm, I think. I think that the ages are unlocked by the amount of coin that was spent. I think you're in, right. In, at least in our game. I think but that like, I do remember reading that in the rule book. Yeah. But there's oh, nothing on the player but, board yeah, that makes Right. You would have no idea that that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we I mean? just kept play, taking like I just was like, oh, I don't know if this is the last turn, but I'm going to keep doing my thing until this game ends. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, what what yeah. about you, Shay? Do you have any other cons you want to add? 
Um, so the scoring is a little bizarre to me. Yeah. Like you kind of said, the the adding components to your contraptions goes directly against the goal of getting points, yeah. right? Um, and it's unclear initially where you're supposed to be getting your points from. And if it's supposed to be building contraptions, there should be a less bonkers mechanic for getting components from the conveyor belt. So like basically the only way that you could get something to build a contraption with was to take an action, um, especially early in the game was to take an action to take a component from the very end of a row. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, Lex, but I felt like a lot of the components were just not useful. No. Um, So that's not like I feel like you can easily switch that out with take a component from the conveyor belt and it would be fine. Like later on in the game, you get you can build contraptions that let you take um, components from elsewhere on the conveyor belt. But like, I don't know, I just felt like it was too difficult to like like balance building a contraption and getting components. Yeah. You know, I think that's what's supposed to be like the tension and the decision making in this game, but it's just not very, it doesn't present itself in a very, um, unique way. Like, I don't know. It's really, well, hard it's to unique see. in that you don't know what, what the heck's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's also just hard to tell what, combos are good especially at the beginning like i feel like you have to play this game a few times before you get to where it's like oh i need to grab that tile because that's going to fit really well in this contraption where it's like i was just like oh i'd rather just make a new contraption because that's a point you know yeah Um, right so they don't need to be useful they just need to be out there yeah 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 anyway anything else um yeah um I think uh, the game components, and you kind of touched on this too. I think the game components look like they've just been scanned in and don't really have any kind of like board game arena life to them. Yeah, there was no you like I mean? drop shadow or like any any attempt to make them like three D looking or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I, I don't know. There was something about the way that the tile, because there is like animation to it, but yeah. like there was something about the way the tiles moved that looked like like maybe this had been implemented on board game arena when the game came out rather than like in the last couple years. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I think the like framework for board game arena has come a long way and like, Oh yeah. yeah. Some no, of that's, favorite... and, and that's exactly what I'm saying is yeah. that I think that like, we're we definitely not like blaming was... the devs here. It's just like, it's a product of right. a different what, time. What yeah. they were able to do is very different than yeah. what they could be able to do now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's all I'm trying to say there. And it, yeah. it just it just didn't like I wasn't there are some games where I like I don't get it the first two turns, but like the game looks beautiful. So I'll kind of hang around for that. And yeah. like this game that didn't even it didn't even have that, you know. Yeah. Um, also to touch on your uh, your con as well. The game is too long. And I want to <laughs> emphasize those O's because uh, in our notes stock here, mine has my uh, two has several more O's than Lex. But we have the same con for this game. This and it, and it's not just that it's too long. It's just that there is no clear end. Like I just have no idea when that game was going to be over. Do you want to you want to talk about our uh, you want to talk about our three questions there, Lex? Yeah. Um, is this game better in real life or on board game arena? 
Well, neither of us have played it in real life, so we can't really talk about how it plays in real life, but I can only imagine it's better. There's only one way to go from down that low, <laughs> and it's up. Um, Man, you would hope so, but at the same time, like yeah. I cannot imagine having to keep track of components in real life. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, how much- I'm sorry, not components, the contraptions. Yeah, sure. So, um, especially yeah. like who made what? I don't know if there's right like, in board game right. Arena, they have well, this nice little background that shows you like who made what. I don't know. Yeah. If, maybe there is some way to distinguish that in the real life, but I know I would yeah. constantly be putting things on a thing and be like someone being like, "Oh wait, I made that. I get a point." I'm like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have gone there if I knew that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, how much does this game cost? So it, we found it online uh, for retail. I think when it wasn't print it was retailed for about 60 dollars. you can find one copy online right now for like 49 dollars or something like that 40 47.95 yeah 47.95 um so if our lackluster review sold you on this game you better act quickly (laughs) Uh, i will mention that tasty mistral games did go out of uh business this year which is kind of sad they made one of my favorite games of all time uh, this game called Orleone, which I think desperately needs to go on board game arena. Um, I've actually made a digital version of Orleone in another program called Vassal. Um, just because I love playing the game so much, I wanted to be able to play it, uh, with people, you know, not around, but, um, yeah, I think that this guy, what a true board game, a true board game fan (laughs) making his own digital implementations. Look at him. Yeah, but folks, um, Lex, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that they they also they they printed a lot of uh, they made a lot of games that were really good available in the U.S. So it's kind of sad to see that they they went under. But um, just uh, know that if you if this game sounds like your jam, try it on Board Game Arena and buy it up now before it becomes really really hard to find. But yeah, um, how does this game play async? It plays fine. Um, it was probably would have gone smoother if we knew what we were doing to begin with, but even then yeah. it's just too long. It's too long for board game, especially if you're playing with more than two people and you're playing with people who don't take their turns in like a relatively quickly manner. This game is just going to take you ages and it's the payoffs yeah. not good for that. So, yeah, um, I, I want to say that like our, our game took more than two weeks and like, you know, we weren't we weren't like playing live at any points for this game, I don't think. But like even still, like that is a long time for a two person game. Yeah. For sure. So All right. uh so I think that we agree here on the tier ranking. I don't think there's any uh arguments to be made on this. I think we're we yeah. can safely put this on the D tier. Yes. Um, so Yeah. And and we should I do you wanna do you wanna note why it's not on an F tier? Yeah, or so we, we did just... spend a lot of time ragging on it, but I think we also have to, you know, like we said, we didn't really know what we were getting into when we started it. Um, I think that, you know, if we played this again with more people who all knew what they were doing, and we actually played it like you know really well and scored a bunch of points, maybe it would be better. But even if we did that and we didn't like it, then I would be comfortable putting it at F. But I'm yeah. not as comfortable putting it on F when we can't really say for sure that this game is like clicked for us yet. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
It's it's like I I wouldn't choose to play this game again, but if someone was like, "Oh, you have to play it again with me. I'll I'll show you why it's good." I would be willing to do that. Yeah. And F tier is reserved for I'm never ever <laughs> never play ever playing yeah. this stinky <laughs> game ever again. Um so. uh so yeah, that Speaking of games to play again. Yeah, that uh, that was Steamworks <laughs> moving on to a game that we've been playing quite a bit of. Uh, the game is called None Shall Pass. The four heroes rose up against the blight and sealed its immortal remnants with their legendary power. Now, as a guard of the seal, it's up to you to keep the blight's minions from setting it free. In None Shall Pass, choose from guards with unique and powerful abilities, then stand together with your fellow guards to stop monsters, level up, and prepare for the final fight. But work quickly, or the monsters will breach your defenses and all will be lost. None Shall Pass was designed by Aaron Packer, who self-published the game earlier this year, and it was developed for Board Game Arena by Kendra Packer. None Shall Pass is for two to four players. It takes about 45 minutes and it has a complexity rating of three out of five on Board Game Arena. Which I don't know if we agree with. I think it might be yeah. a two, somewhere between a two and a three, I, I think. I think it's I a very... Like, I think it's very comfortably a two. I don't I don't it, know that it even really, approaches three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not to its detriment, though. I think it's great. Like, we just talked right, about a right. game that was overly complicated for too overly complicated for its own good this is definitely not there's a lot of meat on the bones for this game but it's really satisfying and like packaged in a very small uh, easy to understand container um so yeah so just to dive right into my pros i think this is a great rpg-esque game that was desperately needed on board game arena i've been wanting a, like a, a co-op rpg something like gloomhaven light or something like that uh, yes. I've been wanting that on Board Game Arena for years, and so when I saw they dropped this game on Alpha, I should mention this game still is in Alpha. We have gotten uh, special permission from the uh, designer and the developer to talk about this game on the podcast, so nobody yell at us for, uh, <laughs> we can't go to BGA jail <laughs> for this one. Um, I just think that all of the, like, bite-sized systems in this game is just perfect for board game arena and i i think it's it'd be not just for board game arena i think that this game um is just good for when you know after a long day you're too tired to pull out something like gloomhaven or too many bones or oathsworn uh you just want to get like a little rpg fix in like this i feel like this game is perfect for that um the peril track especially i'll get into the mechanics a little bit more in this game so basically in this game uh you two to four players will choose these guard classes uh and there's nine guards total available including one automaton which is like a very stripped down class that's just like either attack heal or level or like gain experience like that's all it can do whereas the other mm -hmm. classes play around with a lot of like the classic rpg tropes like yeah so there's uh there's like a range ranger like character like an archer who uh specializes in dealing damage there's like a there's like a cleric character who kind of specializes in um healing uh both themselves and the the rest of the party um there's like a i i guess it's like a bard would you say the sensei is most like 
Oh, you know what? That's interesting. I didn't really think of it like a bard. Like I think the sensei is really fascinating and like one of my favorite classes to play because literally what? the sensei his job is to give other players experience points. Which right. I don't yeah. like. Bart, do bards do that in D and D? They don't. don't. Well, that's what I, that's kind of what I'm with. What I'm driving at here is like the sensei is like genuinely unique to this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know that I've seen a class like this. No. Like like there are certainly mechanics for it in like RPG video. Like for example, Skyrim has um all of the like stones that you can go to and like the lover stone and the horse stone and all that all that stuff, um that will buff your uh xp gain for yourself but like there's not really a mechanic in video games definitely um yeah. for you to get uh like another character to give you extra experience no i think so, the like, sensei is such a wonderful addition to this class because like leveling up really matters you deal more damage yes. i should oh my i God, should say yeah. so on your turn basically no matter what guards you pick you're going to be rolling three dice and then um you're going to have actions that you can take Normally, you can just take one action. Uh, if you roll a six, you get to take a, your bonus six action as well as a different action. Uh, and if you roll three of a kind, you get to take two actions of any action. And so the actions are different for the different classes, but mostly the one action is going to be an attack. Uh, the one and two actions are mostly going to be attacks. The three and four are mostly going to be heal. Um, the different classes have different things for four, like two and four for most classes can be really powerful abilities. And then five and six have to deal with like leveling up slash six is like a super, usually a pretty powerful ability that you get to do for free. If you roll a six. Um, so that's, and basically you're going to choose an action or two and do it. And then your, your partners are going to all do theirs. Um, if you're just playing with two players, each of you is going to control an automaton, which basically, like I said, is very stripped down. It's just attacking, healing, or getting XP. Um, and then, then the monster goes. And then there's a little breach level where basically for most monsters, you're just going to have four turns to, in order to kill the monster. Um, the fifth level is going to be five turns. And if you kill the fifth monster then you win if you don't you lose like it's literally that easy there's a few other like mechanics to talk about that i'm sure we'll get into but like that's kind of the basic overview and i think it's uh i think all of the systems are just like super simple and makes this like really really interesting i don't i don't know whether to like call it a dungeon crawler or a tower defense game because it's kind of a little bit of both right um yeah but it's like this perfect combination of the two, but it's like really stripped down. Um, and it's just really satisfying when you win and it makes you want to play more when you lose. Do you have any of the pros you want to talk about? Oh my God. So many Lex. Yeah. Uh, so you briefly brought up the peril track. Um, the peril is essentially what, uh, like your moves all have a peril cost and the highest peril cost is who gets prioritized by the monsters attack. Um, which I think is a great mechanic to have in the game because it gives you some kind of agency yeah, over what so the monster elegant. is doing. It's so elegant. So many of these RPG systems, there's just like, well, the monster got to attack first. Like that's the problem I have with like D and D and like all these other, um, like too many bones suffers from this too, where it's just like, well, the monster got to go first and they killed one of us yeah. early. And so now yeah. we just lose. Where this is yeah. like, you're always going to get to go before the monster, but 
the more powerful action usually has a higher peril cost, which means you're going to get smacked. Luckily, you can kind of play like your other players can kind of plan around that by also doing a high peril. And because for because if you end up on the same peril track, you spread that damage. Yeah. So instead of one person getting hit for like 12, it's four players getting hit for three. Yeah. You know, it's that is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, um, oh, you also put uh, that, uh, there's something that's really interesting with the peril track, which I did like unconsciously, like without really even realizing it is like, especially with your playing with an automaton, like if you are close to death with your like more powerful guard, you can choose a really high peril for your automaton, which might not be like a great action, but then he's tanking all the damage which allows right. you to survive another turn. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's yeah. also monsters that um, will get around that too. There's one monster that will attack the guard with the lowest peril. So it's like, you can't always count on these things. I think that uh, the different monsters and the different classes, at least what they have released right now um, are enough for now. Um, but yeah. To, to well, right, and even even if the monster has like a workaround on that, you still have you still have the agency over that because you know that that's coming. Yeah. So yeah. you can so, so like it, it's all almost not a workaround because you can still kind of plan on like where you're going to end up. You can be like, oh, the this this character doesn't need to go next turn, but they can do a, a heavy hit this turn, so we'll have them take all of the damage from the monster and heal next turn while we beat the crap out of the monster yeah. in the meantime, yeah. you know? Sure. So it's, it's, it, I, I guess, I guess it's, I really love the co-op nature of the game, yeah. you know? Um, like it's really good, uh, like team, team planning and strategizing. And I, I just love that kind of stuff. It's really hard to pull that off on board game arena, you know? Right. Like, especially oh turn based, like playing a turn based game, you know, a lot of times there's a, there's either way too much coordination needed. And so you're not, you're not winning because you're not like doing things together. Right. Um, this game, especially on board game arena where you can hover over like what everyone else's dices are doing, Oh, yeah. it just makes it so it's so good for for board game arena. I think that absolutely it was, it was such a yeah. great idea for them to put on. I can guarantee you that as um we haven't talked about this yet, but this game will be going. This game hasn't been released yet. You can't actually play this game in real life with an actual copy uh, yet. Uh, there are plans for the game to come to this. Um, it's there's this service called the game crafter where if you design a game you can upload the files to their services and then they can actually make the game for you and and people can buy them from there i'm definitely going to be buying it as soon as they release it because i think this game is is like i said it's perfect for like a late night after the kids have gone to bed and i'm tired too tired to pull out like a full game like this is a perfect little snacky type game but um Yeah. Yeah. And actually that that brings me to my my last pro here is uh, the breach track you had mentioned briefly like yeah. it kind of gives you a countdown on uh like the end of the monster's turn or the end of the the round I guess. Um like you you know what the stakes are going into every turn, yes. you know. So like 
you don't you don't have to agonize for 45 minutes or whatever <laughs> over what you're going to be doing this turn because right. like what does it affect nine turns down the road no it doesn't matter after four turns this monster is gone you fight the next monster yeah that's the other you thing know? is the like dying in this game and losing to a monster is not the end of the run right right there's so yeah. many other rpg games where it's just like well we we yeah. all died here we didn't kill the monster so we might as well just give up and start over where in this yeah. game you could literally lose against every single other monster <laughs> as long as, as you long kill as you beat that last one <laughs> yeah, as long as you kill the last one you win the game which i think is yeah. beautiful i think for such a short yeah. little game like oh man it feels so good when we've lost like two or three out of the last four and then to beat yeah. the, the final monster, it's just, yeah. it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, any cons Any cons for this game, Lex? Yeah, I think my only real con um, is, you know, we talk about luck all the freaking time on this podcast, but I have to bring <laughs> it up here. There's As of right now, there's no real way to mitigate luck in this game. That can be a little frustrating. I think I just, like, literally while we were recording, I just took a turn where I just rolled healing when I didn't have any damage on my yeah. character. And that feels bad. Yeah. Um, luckily, like I said, the game is forgiving enough where even if you have a couple of bad rolls, as long as you roll really well towards the end, you should be able to come back from that. But if you just yeah. roll poorly all game, there's no way to come back from that. Yeah. Um. I have talked with uh, the designer has a discord and I've kind of posited like maybe the idea of like using XP to re-roll or to up or down a dice or something, you know, mm. uh, um, especially yeah, be, later in the game great. When, when like XP doesn't matter as much. Right. Um, like, uh, you know, against the fifth monster, if you have one XP, you're not going to be able to do anything with that. So in order right. to like take that XP to, to, I think re-rolling a dice could be good or, or or plus or minusing a dice or flipping a dice over maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that, that that could do that could go really well. I think at this point in the game they're pretty far in the development that like adding a rule like that is probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably not going yeah. to happen, which is fine. It's honestly fine. Um yeah. because the game is short enough that if you get shafted on rolls, you can just play again <laughs> like and yeah. you really want it it makes you want to play it again so yeah the only the only con that i have right now and and i'm i i know that you had said that they were thinking about more classes and and whatnot for the physical release but just yeah, i would just love to see more player classes and monsters as well as the game gets developed um the monster randomness for this game i mean we played several games um since we first started playing and uh I just I feel like the monster randomness didn't feel as expansive as it could have. Um, like, I feel like we got a bunch of repeats and like not just one or two times or like two or three times, but like three or four or five times we would see the same monster on the same level. Yeah, I wonder um, how many they've made for. I, I would like to see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I yeah, think I that. just I just would like I would just like to see more monsters and um yeah, that's Maybe a like, sign of a good game, right? Like a game that makes you want to see more of it, you know, like shows yeah. how good of a yeah. system it is, you know. Give give me give me new challenges to yeah. take on. You know what for I mean? Sure, yeah. Sure. Um yeah, that's that's really the only thing that I that I have against this game right now is that I I would I would just love to see more 
where classes and monsters and and really like the classes for me probably like six more yeah. and that's all you would have to make ever you know <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know that I know that six uh adding six to a roster of nine classes is a big <laughs> ask a but yeah. uh but yeah 15 would be the sweet spot but like even like two or three yeah more classes would be would go be, a long uh, way I feel like with just yeah. being able to mix and match different classes yeah yeah well, right, and 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 that kind of plays into the speed um, aspect of this game too. Is that like you can kind of burn through a lot of combinations uh, very quickly. So, like adding two or three classes would really extend the life of this game a lot more than just two or three runs. Sure, you know. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree so. with all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've already kind of answered the question: Is this game better? in real life for board on board game arena right now you can only play it on board game arena uh it's in alpha so if you don't have access to alpha feel free to join my discord i'll also put the discord to the game itself and where the developer uh is on there um you know we'll answer questions and talk about design and stuff i'll go ahead and put that on in our show notes as well um feel free to reach out to me on discord or on board game arena um and uh, you can do that via our link at uh, virtuallyanalog.info. And I'll definitely, I'm always willing to play this game. I've, I've got a ton of games of <laughs> pass going right now. I think like one, two, three, four, five games going right now. And I'm ready to play more. So, um, yeah. Can I tell you something real quick before yeah. we move on, sure. Max? Um, playing this game like genuinely made me consider becoming a bga premium member <laughs> like i i definitely thought about upgrading my my board game arena especially if they add so more can... classes so they're doing something interesting where it's you you can play this game for free but you won't have access to all of the classes you have to be a premium right. member to have all the classes so if they add a you know like you said six more like three for on the free side and three on the premium like that's even more you know <laughs> well i w- actually i wouldn't even do it that way i would do two two like if you're gonna if you're going to add six i would do two free classes for premium classes sure, you sure. know what i mean yeah instead of incentivize it for everyone you yeah. know yeah 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 but I think yeah that, i think that but this, this game is... this game genuinely made me reconsider my board game arena membership <laughs> that's which is that is a very is high yeah that's uh <laughs> i think they need more games like this on board i hope this game does really really well both on Board Game Arena and on the Game Crafter. I'm going to be pushing for this game. I'm telling all my friends and family about it. Um, I'm sure we're going to be talking more about this game on this podcast. We have something special next week planned. I'm, I don't want to, you know, jinx anything, so I'm not going <laughs> to just stay tuned. Next week might be a very special episode. Um, I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of little RPG games like that out there. Um if you like, if you don't want to play on board game arena, but you like the idea of this game, there's a game called Set a Watch, which is really, really great. It's a little bit more complicated than this game, um, a little bit longer, but it's if you like that, like, um, you know, fighting against incoming monsters and using dice to deal damage and all that stuff, you can do that and Set a Watch as well. And that game is that's not on board game arena yet. I would love it if it was. Um, but it is, uh, you can buy it in a retail. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, we got a, um, how, Oh, the last question is how does it play async? I think this game plays amazing async. <laughs> um, I think that it will be perfect 
when they add the option to turn off like the ready button in between oh, that turns. Was, that was my suggestion for yeah. uh I gave it like a little review on Board Game Arena. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if you take away the uh take away the the ready button, that would be just chef's kiss. I think it's 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 fine when you're playing real time because it allows you to like level up in between turns if you need to, because you can't yeah. level up on a monster's turn. Um, right. So it can be, you know, one of the level ups gives you more shield. So it's like, Ooh, I, you know, I need this shield. So it gives you the option to do that. But in an async game, that's not going to matter. You better be leveling up when you need to, um, on your turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 they have confirmed in the bugs thing, like the forum for this game, that they are working on the option to turn that off or like to auto. Um, oh, perfect. Ready. So, yeah, that's coming. Um, I think just like a tiny little thing. I think for the most part, the UI, it like we haven't really talked about like the look and feel. This game looks like one of those classic uh you know uh snes jrpg you know little pixelated graphic art things the backgrounds yeah. like the classic blue like that you you know um uh would associate with this game i think the the theme is fine or, or i'm sorry the artwork is 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 fine for what it is um i think that like there's a little bit of polishing that could be made on board game arena uh, especially like the dice if like they made they added an animation for the dice roll could be good mm, um like i said this be, game is still an alpha would be so yeah you know the developer is only one person she might not have any desire to to polish it like that but i think that um it it could go a long way in making this game um more appealing to like a mass audience if they do take the time to do that but i still think it's a great game yeah. even without that stuff so yeah. Where do yeah, you where definitely. do you want to put on our tier ranking, Shay? Um I I'm thinking I'm thinking an A. I actually agree. Yes. Yeah. I think with more characters, more monsters, and more polish, this game could yeah. easily be an S. Um yep. but I think with the room of improvement, I am like high A. High A is, yeah. is where it should go. And, so. and and don't get me wrong, I love this game. The the in much the same way that I love some of our S games. Yeah. Um, I just think that there's like one or two things that they can tweak to make this game like, at like, tr like special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Luck mitigation is one big thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. More characters, more monsters, more polish. Like it's so close to a perfect game, which is saying so much. This wasn't right. a big team of designers at like a, yeah. like a, board game publishing company this was one guy who does developed this game <laughs> I, i'm sure he had a lot of help with friends and family and stuff but i think that uh he 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 nailed it honestly and i, I I'm, yeah uh, i'm really excited for the future of this game so yeah absolutely cool so um yeah just to 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 wrap up the board game arena segment here uh shay you did beat me i don't think we talked about it all but uh you did end up <laughs> yeah, beating who me cares in steamworks <laughs> uh, i thought i was going to be able to come back at the end there i was pretty close but uh you did beat me so that puts our standings we're not going to count i think we've won most of our games of uh of none shall pass i think there we, was we literally only lost one time once. tonight yeah 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 um 
And so, but they've been close. This game is, is yeah. oh, I yeah. think that, <laughs> I think most people, especially if you're playing like in real time with like people who are good at games, you might think this game is too easy. Um, but there's a difficulty setting where you can start with less XP and that makes a huge difference. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think that the game has, um, you know, a little well, bit. Actually, and, and, and since you brought that up, like even the first time we played, like I was not high on this game after the first yeah. time we played. Yeah. And then you changed the difficulty level and like, I, I cannot stop playing it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. That like co-op games, it's so important to get the difficulty right. And yes. when I first started yeah. playing this game, I, the first time I did it, I beat it with my, my sister and, and her partner. And usually when I play a co-op game and I win the first time, that means it's a bad co-op game, right? Or or I cheated, which you can't do on board game arena. So, um, right. I think that the fact that you could when I did that though, you couldn't change the XP level yet. Ah, uh, they recently okay. added that as an option, which I think does go a long way. It's amazing. It's just another example of like the small, simple mechanics, the small, simple tweaks that have a profound impact on this game you'd think that just starting yeah. with one less xp wouldn't be that big of a deal but it makes a huge deal it absolutely the, is yeah in the, in the especially issues. especially if you are going through the game with your terrible roles and you because like the main way to beat I, I shouldn't say the main way but like a big way to get xp is by beating monsters yeah right so if you're not doing that you're not getting xp and that's huge yeah so sure. starting with less does make a difference yeah um but yeah so um that that's gonna do it for for board game arena games uh let's talk about news very small news segment for at least for me on uh board game yeah, front. Both. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um there with their uh point salad got an official release on board game arena that's a fantastic game um i think we're gonna be playing it soon uh there's another game called district noir which I don't know much about that game. I actually don't know much about the beta games either, Chicago Express and Flume. Uh, but they're released. There's more games that we need to cover eventually. So, uh, <laughs> you know, exciting stuff. But that's about it for yeah. board game arena news. What about you, Shay? What do you got for video game news? Yeah, I'll blow through this video game news real quick because it's dumb and it makes me angry, uh, the last one. So um pokemon scarlet and violet which i think are coming out next either next week or the following week um there were gameplay leaks duh like i don't think anyone at this point is surprised by gameplay leaks two weeks before the game is released they hand out copies to review sites and yeah how no are you one can keep a that? secret yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was that man, the site that I use for my video game news, that was the top story. And like, <laughs> that's just you, why. Yeah. That shows you how slow. Yeah. Bury that at the bottom. <laughs> Ugh. anyway, uh, up next, the gears of war franchises get apparently getting a Netflix movie adaptation. And that's all that needs to be said about that. Moving on. Wow. League of legends launched a extremely patronizing women's tournament called oh. rising stars which just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth <laughs> obviously not because like women shouldn't be playing lol or anything like that like obviously but like are they not allowed to be in like the main yeah, lol tournaments it doesn't make any like why, sense. why do we need a women's only tournament uh, that's 
wild. I just think that I just think it was a, an extremely poorly timed thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that would, they should be supporting and lifting up the women who are playing their game in the yeah. other tournaments. There's no reason why they shouldn't instead of. Yeah. It's like separate but equal. It feels like, you know, yeah, which oh is God. gross. Yeah. It's not OK. Yeah. Just another example of Riot Games absolutely doing the right thing all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all That's all I've got for video games, because I hate it here. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I have one more thing. Uh, God of War Ragnarok dropped this week. Oh, I yeah. haven't played it yet. Yeah, I, but I, I will. I'm I buying it tomorrow. It too. I'll probably, I probably will say, oh, I need to play that for the next six months <laughs> and then i'll see like facebook videos of like the ending and get it spoiled for me and then i'll just watch a like a full <laughs> run through of the game yeah or do what i do which is like finish the game then spend the next 12 months watching walkthrough videos yeah. of how to beat the valkyrie <laughs> because you just can't do it yourself yeah <laughs> Uh, if you have any questions or suggestions about the show, please email us at virtualanalog at gmail.com. Um, you can also find links to our Discord, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever you use on uh, our website at virtualanalog.info. If you want to fight with me about board game opinions, uh, you can do that on Twitter at Shay underscore G26. Also, go listen to Broken Gaming. We haven't talked about it in an episode or two. Uh, that is correct. Shay does another podcast that's very, very good. It's about uh, video games that you can play for the ch- for cheap, cheaply. Yeah, which is great. Yes, it's games great. under twenty dollars. It's wonderful. Um, you can follow us. Follow that show at b at bng pod. Especially, you should listen to all the episodes, but definitely listen to episodes that I w- I was on because they're very yeah good. <laughs> yeah. We were still finding our footing, so uh, it's good to look back and see how far we've come as a podcast (laughs) i'm just kidding lex we love having you on the show (laughs) all right everybody have a great night and uh i don't know we don't do a close off do we well i just say wait what do i even say i say (laughs) this is good (laughs) good content (laughs) we'll see you guys next time bye I used to say we'll see you guys next week, but we I don't want to put that on us anymore. <laughs>